Joining me for a look at the equity space is Craig Pfeiffer from Sassfin Wealth. Thank you so much for your time, Hi. Craig. Um, surprise, pleasant surprise that we are seeing across the market with green on that front because, of course, investors are gearing up for the end of a terrible month of, Another terrible month. of trading. We saw yields shooting up to levels that we hadn't seen in more than a decade. Is this just a dead cat bounce at this point? I think we're in that seasonal lull period for a start. Mm. There's not a lot of other news, uh, you know, sort of market company news. We're still outside of reporting season. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Fed's been talking very hawkish. As you mentioned, those, uh, you know, um, short term rates have kicked up to new highs. So the markets kind of listened a bit to the Fed and pushed out those, uh, you know, that interest rate cut or the first interest rate cut, you know, possibly even, you know, late 2024 and uh, even beyond. I don't even want to mention yeah. beyond there. <laughs> but the market's just taken a bit of a, um, you know, a bit of a jaundiced view on, on when rates are going to be cut. And I uh. think we were overvalued, particularly the overseas markets to start with. And, uh, you know, the, the path of least resistance was lower. So uh, S&P down about 5% this month so far. They're mm -hmm. still up about 11 or so for the year. Um, JSC down around three and a half, three to three and a half for the month so yeah. far, and probably flat yes. up or down 1%. So we're still in the red for the year so far. Uh, all right. Well, as you're talking about interest rates, uh, of course, banks have benefited from the high interest rate environment. Let's go into Capitec that released uh, its interim results today, saying that uh, headline earnings per share increased uh, 9%. But then saying, obviously, because of the pressure that we are seeing with the uh, consumer pocket right now, uh, their credit impairments are up at 62%. Yep. But the market actually reacting quite positively, that share price surging by about 7%. What did the market take out from those numbers? Yeah, I think with banks um, and when interest rates change, it's, uh, it is a bit of a double-edged sword. Yes. Um, as interest rates go up, um, you know, their interest margins increase. So there's potential for their earnings to increase. But high interest rates also mean that, you know, all their, uh, their clients that have uh, loans with them, you know, you're going to probably see more and more defaults on those. Mm -hmm. So your bad debts pick up and those catch up. So eventually, you know, you get a, an initial boost from those higher rates uh, and then the credit impairments start picking up. Um, I think the market just saw that today. You know, still good, good numbers on the pre-provision operating profits. Um, the cost to income ratio came down, uh, still very well capitalized. So mm. all the good stuff, but those um, you know, provisions for impairments are, are, are picking up. Uh. So I think the market was quite comfortable with where they uh. were or where well, they're going. Well, a crazy move on the share price was spa. And I mean, it did come out with a trading update, but I would imagine that uh, that share price surge of about 11% came from uh, its update that they are exiting yeah. Poland. I actually didn't think that they'd announce it this soon. Um, I don't know, is, is Spa now, is this what investors have been waiting for? I think it has, they wanted something more definitive. Yes. You know, they kind of were saying, we're looking at it yes, and we'll tell you later. Uh, <laughs> but now they've definitively said, you know, we're going to exit Poland. We're going to, mm. um, make, you know, see what we can do to get out there. I think once they've sorted that out, they may even start looking at Switzerland down, down the line. I was about to ask, because I mean, just looking at those numbers, we also did see that Switzerland is still struggling. But yeah, what did you, what did you actually make of the numbers? So I think the numbers were, um, 
When you look at the different parts of the business, mm. the local business, the sales picked up, South African uh, business picked yeah. up quite nicely, but only really from being behind the curve to, to sort of in, you know, with, with peers yes. for, for now. So that was a bit of a catch up, but I think the market really liked, um, you know, potentially the fact that they've sorted out by and large their SAP issues mm. that, uh, that were costing them quite a lot in KZN. Um, and then the, the, the Poland issue. So, you know, the, the actual business was probably more mediocre in line, catching yes. up. So that was positive. That was heading in the right direction. But I think the big, the big news was the Poland issue for yeah. sure. Yeah, indeed. Well, let's go on to more company. There were so many company news out. We've got so many papers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. who's got more papers, you or me. <laughs> uh, Attic. Um, Attic uh, posting uh, their numbers as well. Uh, is it results? Yes. Yes, uh, you're in results. Um, so those actually earnings surprise to the upside. So double-digit growth in distributable income per share. Also their dividend. Uh, they're also saying that everything's good to go on that uh, investment by the government employee pension fund. Do you look at Attic as maybe uh, one of the kind of dependable, steady property counters? Yeah, I think it is a little different to the others. A huge part of the the income um, and the distributable income comes from uh, from waterfall. Mm. Um, they're looking to diversify that, as you mentioned, the the um, government employee pension fund uh, taking a stake in there. So they yeah, they're doing all the right things. Uh, there's still lots more developments to come. Uh, I think the market still sees a bit of you know still some blue sky there. They've been listed for ten years now, um, which is uh, hard to believe in in the blink of an eye, wow. and, and here we are. Um, but yeah, they want to get away a bit from that waterfall being so dependent on you know the Mall of Africa and the whole waterfall city ah. uh, development. But yeah, good results all round. All right, uh, Craig, we could talk for an hour because there were so many was a lot. Uh, numbers <laughs> out, but we are running out of time. So let us get to your stock pick for today. Uh, an oldie but a goodie. I've I've talked about LVMH before, luxury goods company. Uh, served portfolio as well over the course of last year. But, uh, you know, with China not really taking off as expected this year, a lot of the luxury goods companies have, uh, have pulled back. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's an opportunity, you know, maybe even with the rest of the market with the pullbacks to look f to pick up those stocks that you really um, have missed out on because they've been too expensive. So the likes of Hermes and LVMH, um, probably LVMH, our top pick um, in that luxury goods space. So I think use the opportunity of the recent weakness to, to start picking some up. Mm. I'm still deciding if I want uh, shares in LVMH or a bag. Or the yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and for your insights Thanks today, so Craig. Uh, that was Craig Pfeiffer from Assassin Wealth.